You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. This episode of the XOXO After Darkcast is brought to you by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon makes terrific underwear, socks, t-shirts, workout wear that are the most comfortable things you're ever going to wear. Now, our guest for today's ep, Elliot Winters, probably knows a little something about how important it is to have comfy underwear because uh, um, your characters, you know, are spending a lot of time in it. Yeah, mostly my characters are taking it off, but it's very important that what they're taking off has been effective. Um, and one of the things that Mac Weldon does great is they have a line. It's their uh, silver underwear line, and it's antimicrobial, which, frankly, probably a good idea. That's fantastic. I've heard a lot about the use of silver to eliminate odor, and I think that's a wonderful trend mm-hmm. in any sort of garment. Yes. And so I'm excited that Mac Weldon is going that route. Absolutely. And uh, romance is no friend to odor. So no. odor is no friend to romance. It's <laughs> very true. It's so easy to order. You just go to MacWeldon.com. You can check out what they have there. Um, and it's really great designs, great style. Not like crazy, foofy fashion. It just looks like kind of man's man underwear that's really high quality premium fabrics simple shopping because i don't want to go walk around a department store i just want to go click click and get back to what i was doing exactly i also appreciate their return policy and the guarantee that if you purchase your first pair and you don't like it you don't have to then go and send it back because i can't ever envision myself mailing worn underwear back to a company right but they're still going to refund you or let you exchange Mm -hmm. and i think that's a wonderful policy yes that is the best that's one of the things i hate most about online shopping is you don't quite know about the size or the fit or whether it's just your thing or not then you're like but i'm done with this piece of clothing and yet it is still sitting here and i have to deal with the post office god forbid this is perfect love their refund policy it's like they're good eggs as well as good designers of underwear and they're doing a promo code right yes they are in fact they are sponsoring us and out of the goodness of their underwear love and hearts if you uh, go to macweldon.com right now you can get 20 percent off your first order just by using the promo code xoxo that's wonderful Yes, wonderful underwear for everyone. Underwear, tees, workout wear, socks, and more. Check them out. That's MacWeldon.com. This is XOXO After Darkcast. Because the best conversations happen after dark. Hi, this is Abby. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? What's the problem? Okay, okay. <laughs> You're like, hi. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the XOXO After Dark cast. I'm here with my incredibly judgy co-hosts, Kate and Lauren. Um, and Just we are here to talk about games. All sorts of games. Uh, we're thinking of this because primarily we're heading into the Olympics. Yes. I love to watch an Olympics, that even if they Olympic are riddled flourish. by 
drug use and and you oh, know infrastructure failing and cheating. I am so saddened by that. I we know. have to jump right into it. I know. Okay. Well, but first, let me just I'd tell love everyone. To hate the Russians. Let me tell everyone who our <laughs> guest is going to be in Act Two. Before we yes. jump into it, the reason we chose games as our theme is because we're going to have the wonderful Elia Winters, who has a new series for Pocket Star that is set in a gaming uh, gaming company. So for all of you Gamers. indoor kids out there, uh, you're going to really appreciate that. I believe the first book is Even Odds. Um, but I will talk more about that with Elia. She's so great. She's so much fun, so I can't wait to I hear about this. I actually need to this. give her books to my sister. I think that my sister will really, really like them. I bet she will, yeah. actually. She's what a we gamer. Know. Yeah. So anyway, more to come for that, but it made us think, let's talk games. We might not be quite as... Uh, um, video game savvy as Elia so we're expanding it a bit and as I said the Olympics was the first thing that came to mind for me you're also a big Olympics fan Lauren well you know I actually am uh, when we get to our game um, <laughs> I used to be rabid in the 80s like I can pretty much name there was nothing else on TV yeah it's true we'd had to yeah. Yeah. we've already established that in multiple episodes <laughs> but the Mary Lou Retton mm. um, Bart Connors 1984 I think we watched, as a family, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Then we did a few more, and then I fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. I went to the ones in Atlanta. Wow. That's cool. You did tell me this. Yes. It was a date. It was. It was a 10-day long date. Uh, I know, that's <laughs> a really long date. <laughs> Reader, she did not marry him. <laughs> no, but she did stay with him for a while. <laughs> hey, a 10-day long date right. at the Olympics right. is not bad. No, um, so I've fallen off the wagon. You know, it was funny. My sister watched last year, the year before, and I should have because my neighbor, coincidentally, this is so funny, a neighbor, a couple houses down, the reason I live, one of the reasons I live in my town, I went to a party at their house and was like, I love it here. But my neighbor has two sons that are both on the Olympic trampoline team. Shut up. Wow. I know. That's so random. And you drive through town, like my, all yeah. two streets of it, mm-hmm. and it's like, good luck, Steve. <laughs> I won't say his last awesome. name. Oh, why not? Steve Gluckstein. They were both He's going to be on TV soon. Yeah, exactly. So, well, the Tumbling last... Gluckstein brothers. Exactly. It's the Gluckstein <laughs> brothers. And literally, he didn't, they didn't win. Oh. But, and the older brother's now out of it. The younger brother's still in the running okay. for it. He's waitlisted this year, unfortunately, because oh. mm. he didn't do well. It was London that they oh. did it. And mm. I didn't watch London, and I should have watched London because A, I could have seen Prince, uh, Harry, Harry, no, William, no, William, and Kate. William and Kate, yes, they yes, went to a lot, of, went stuff. To a lot of stuff. Um, I'm not sure they were televising a lot of the trampolining, though. No, you, you had to watch it. You had anything. to listen to it. You had to watch it or listen to it in weird times. <laughs> Hence, I didn't I'm see sorry. it. The notion of listening to the <laughs> trampolining. trampolining. <laughs> exactly. Well done. Well done. Sprang. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> went off. Went off. <laughs> um, so no, I, I used to love it more. I'm going to watch this year for some reason. I feel I love passionate. The I, you know, I do love it. You get mm. into it. You like root for your people. Oh yeah. But I'm kind of really just want to see what the mess that Rio is. I'm really worried. I, I am worried that it. people are going people to are come die. home brutally ill. Oh, you think like, people are going to be sick or yeah. die? Oh, yeah. I think people are going to be really sick. All the oh, water things were just going to fall down. I'm worried also about just, I mean, I know this is always the case, but the massive inequality, the money that's been sunk into, say, the Olympic well, it village. happened in Russia, too. Yeah. This one, for some reason, seems... Russia's better at hiding it. Maybe I'm just <laughs> yeah. not aware. Maybe Russia's better at deception. They are. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Brazil's basically sort of had a coup already. Right. And, Makes and me very uncomfortable. It's Why are they still hosting it? Because it's done. Too, of, it's a done deal. It's too done late and a, to the terrible corruption now. of um, <laughs> the uh, IOC. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Uh, there was some, did you see the, was it a New Zealand taekwondo athlete? Yeah. Who got 
kidnapped? Yes, <gasps> I did sort of that. gently kidnapped. Like basically, he was he was uh, driven away by supposed. <laughs> basically, they were like, "We're cops," and then they drove him off somewhere, and we're like, "Now you need to pay us money." And he's like, "Okay, then." Yeah. But he didn't seem. I mean, he was you know like Instagramming about it, so clearly he got home safe and sound. Mm. Thank goodness. I know oh, that's terrible. Yikes. Yeah, between I, that and the sewage and like the, they're like the worst part is going to be with the boats. The swimmers won't have to go through that, and I'm oh like, that gosh. is not comforting. That's no. not comforting at all. No, but it is a time of great national pride. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for trying to trying to put the silver lining. On I this. do love listening. To, I still love it anyway. Yeah, I love it anyway. I love listening to the um, national anthem when when America wins. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I like. I can never decide if I like the summer or the winter. Better. Oh, I'm all summer. 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 I watch them both, but, but summer. Topic. Summer. Well, yes. That's but, just that. But movie. gymnastics. I feel like there's more. The problem with winter for me, because I also am a big lover of watching whatever the weird. You know, I will watch the trampoline. The curling. I will watch the curling. I love curling. But um, there's more variety in your sport that you've never seen or heard before mm-hmm. in summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, a little fencing and a little taekwondo and a little of um, hurdles and a little, uh, like, there's always the something weightlifting. trampolining, weightlifting. But I think people go faster in the winter ones. They certainly do, but I, I feel like, like it's oh, just well, a bunch of that. varieties of skiing. Yeah. But yeah, but fine. my heart belongs to the gymnastics mm. and the swimming. I do like gymnastics. And swimming is fun. Oh. I, like I like the diving. swimming when it gets through. Yeah. Diving. We watched mm-hmm. a great high diving competition, Abby and I, yes. at RWA <laughs> at yes. the bar. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome. It was cliff diving. Was that cliff was not diving. pre-Olympics. It was Red Bull cliff diving or something. And it was and amazing and hotties. terrifying. There were some uh, really hot divers. I like a swimmer bod. Because the cliff divers also seem not to be as concerned with... Their um, physical safety at all. Yes, <laughs> that. And also their aerodynamics. So that you get sort of like the... They come up and there's the attractively shaggy hair and, uh, um and the blondes always look a little green because they're still the chlorine no because no, this, this was like in a river in a river in italy it did something. not seem safe it mm. seemed they in fact had <laughs> they were like jumping off oh, a bridge all i wanted to do is think about the jamaican jump that you did <laughs> they almost yes. did that is what the i jamaican imagined jump. oh you, god that yeah. i did not do that you did not do no. but almost did and like to think oh, that you almost thought about did. it but did not even go <laughs> close to the edge of that mountain yes thanks no i don't jump off of things I stay on the ground. Um, I'm no more Olympics. No more Olympics. Okay. Yeah, I was like, Person. no more Olympics. Mm-hmm. What was the board game that you and your siblings could not stop playing? Oh, well, I'm more enforced playing with me. Good. Of the board games. So, like, Monopoly, they didn't like Everybody it. Everybody played. played. I know. But and then you're like, well, I really I like love the game life. life. Yep. The people um, kept falling out of the little car. But I love the little pegs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we all did love. Oh, and the spinner. Now, clue. Old, we liked clue. Old clue. I spend many a yard sale looking for the old clue. I had my mom's old What's clue. What's different about the <gasps> new clue? Is there a new clue? Yeah, Isn't it's like new photos. It's a bunch of weird photos. Yeah, it's and not it's the same. Just, it's bastardized. Oh. It's so wrong. Our, our clue edition was like from the 50s. And yeah. so, oh, so was it's like thing. the pale green and yellow look on the board. Mm-hmm. And you had little metal, like the lead pipe was like, I think possibly literally a piece of a lead pipe. <laughs> like it was bendy and there was a little, and a well, wrench. I had a, pe- had a plastic piece of rope. The rope was plastic. Oh, yeah. No, we just had some string. But it's not clear oh. to me whether it came with it that or if it had been lost to the <laughs> ages. Yeah. But, um, the yeah. The lead no. pipe for real. I loved Clue. We I loved, loved Yahtzee. We had a 1960s <gasps> yes. edition of Yahtzee. Oh, that we we were just, I was Yahtzee. just talking with Diana about Yahtzee because uh, lovely producer Diana, who is sitting with us, though not on the mic today, um, went to one of the 
only places now when we in New York have no uh, central living rooms to invite mm. our friends to to go mm. play good board games is at a bar. Yeah, where Naturally. they keep all the good board though. games. So there's always pieces missing. Mm. Oh yeah, crazy. and there's they're sticky because of all the beer spilt on yes. them. It's disgusting. But they were playing. They, she was trying to play Yahtzee and, and uh, um, double counting Cheating. all of her hands. What about Boggle? What about Boggle? I, I used to do Boggle. Boggle. We didn't play that oh, in my you mixed family, it up and then is, you fall we down. We played it like college, but I I am a lover of uh, board Part games cheesy. and party games who grew up in a family that does not love them. Hmm. And oh. another wing of the family loved them. And I'm like, clearly there was some mistake because I meant to Should be with, with you them. guys. <laughs> exactly. Um, we who do would love whip a out a game at any time. I oh, enjoy we don't, a charade as well. My mother charade, would be like... No? I would sooner fling myself into traffic than play charades. So my mom actually does also hate charades. Mm-hmm. Well, hate is a strong word. But when I was a kid, my grandparents would kind of make us play it when they would come to visit. And so my mom would be totally game. These are her in-laws. This is her, you know, young children. And one time my grandmother talked my mom into getting her wedding dress out of storage, <gasps> out of the garage, <gasps> because I was obsessed with Cinderella at the time. And I don't have an actual memory of this but I know the story and oh no that's even worse I know it's really sad I was only two I, oh, mean, I, don't, oh, I was a little different. bitty wow. and um, I remember so I couldn't say my L's and so apparently my mom came out of the garage in her full poofy <gasps> gown oh. and, my, and apparently I went <laughs> and so I got it right away. So For some, that might be the cutest thing I've ever heard. Don't cry, Lauren. I love it. Oh. No, let's go in the distance. Yeah. Let's go in the distance. She really, she really did it. <laughs> That's awesome. And then she had to get it all packed again, like vacuum packed again. Oh. And then my sister wore it in high school for something. Oh. Like a Halloween party. Oh, yeah, something like that. Like, well, it's really nice that like, student, uh, she didn't just book report or something. Just lock it in amber and leave it to yeah. sit. Like, yeah. Mine's been locked in amber. We're not going to wear it. I mean, my yeah. sister and I wouldn't wear it. It's very, not. it's not tacky, but mm. it's just not, not a style that stands up to the test of time. You don't need it now. Big poofy sleeves. Well, yeah. kids' games now are brutal. Like, uh, what about that awesome game we played with Mac? I Don't know be that greedy. He's too old Don't for be now. greedy. That was <laughs> my favorite greedy game. Was a shot in the dark that I've never come across again because mm-hmm. I played shoots and ladders. Horrific. Candyland. No good. Oh. No oh, good. I like Candyland. No, it's no good. Um, and they updated love- the version. Also ruined the board. Mm-hmm. Like horrible. We what does stand up the test of time is Hungry Hippos. Hungry mm. Hungry Hippos just played that this weekend. Oh, and you know what else stands up? Cooties. That's oh co- yes, I don't cooties. Think I cooties. <gasps> okay, I oh. guess we hit another age gap. There were a whole series of <laughs> plastic cheerful figurines. bright plastic toys that were kind of about like Numbers. early early games or whatever. So with cooties, you had to make everybody was trying to assemble Your a cootie. plastic bug, and you had to. With oh. the different legs, the legs and the antenna, and the I body, don't remember the head. how you win them. And then they call it the I can't pronubial. I can't believe I can't remember it. Friend, uh, it's the little the curly what proboscis. Proboscis. I said Chris Cubis. I was. I know, but I couldn't have got there without you. <laughs> so you literally just you're like proboscis is what you need here. It's gross, but it's really fun. It is. We had one made by the same whatever it was play school or whatever it is but it was don't break the ice oh I, I know don't, don't break the ice and you have to wedge all the little ice cubes in and then you knock them out it was like pre-Jenga Jenga but yeah. flat yeah, exactly. and it's similar to pickup sticks or yes. what's the one where you not pickup sticks the one where you pull the sticks out yes, without moving it what's that called Jenga, Jenga. no 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 not no. those are wooden yeah. doodads oh. these are wooden skewers I know exactly what you're talking and they about go in a, they go in a cylinder and then you pull them out 
it's it's always sold. Yeah, it's like marbles or something. It's always sold oh, well, near Don't Break the that's Ice. That's us. Yeah, but it's oh. near Don't the Break idea. the Ice. Mm. But Hungry Hippos, Mac begged for. We were in Toys R Us, oh, huh. and he graduated. First off, Mac doesn't know that Toys R Us is what Toys R Us is, because he literally what goes. he thinks it is? He thinks it's a learning aisle <laughs> where <laughs> you can you. get, Whoa. like, flashcards. I'm going to tell him about this. Oh, dude, this you don't understand cool. how uncool it is. It's like, literally, we, brought, we, we go to the swim section, too, because that's right when you get in. How do you keep him out of the other aisles? Can he see? Uh, literally, he can see, but he doesn't know what lies in there. <laughs> like, oh, my parents literally just let us run free. Ne- never. It was great. He gets the learning aisle and he gets to shop in there, and then we leave. Like literally leave. <laughs> he's You're he's gonna mean. feel so betrayed You're one day. Very mean it's mom. like it's like the story I did or with the M and M's supermarket sweep. Because I didn't want him. I know right? it's what I didn't want to meet him. M and M's. He right. wasn't allowed to have chocolate. And some little we went to a party, and the, the older boy was like here, and I was like no 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 no. Max like color coding him. They're like what's he doing? And he's putting all the red ones together and yeah. all the blue ones together. And I'm like he's color coding the M and M's. They're like why doesn't he eat them? I'm like because he doesn't know he can. And if you tell him, I will hurt you. And literally, that Didn't went he on. Just for naturally, never. put them in his mouth. Is nope. that what kids do? No, I had already broken him of the lizard phase, where you don't put everything in your mouth anymore. Like you'd have to stop it. You're the meanest mommy. <laughs> I don't like it. You don't want your kid putting everything in their mouth, and you definitely don't want them eating chocolate. That's how you build immunity. Yeah, yeah. immunity yeah. and also happiness. Lick a pole now and again. <laughs> he eats M and M's happily right now. All right. Okay. Let's just say he, he's just he's for man the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take him to Toys R Us and I'm going to take him to all the no animals. Justice First, of, like, he, I know, right? First of all, he mains like mainline flavor ice now. Like the ice, oh, the ice. Yeah, those are great. Uh, he is, we've fallen off the wagon. This is when you think you're organic yeah. that he didn't eat the M&M's. Right, now yeah. he eats everything. He gets yeah. a cookie a day. Please. Mm-hmm. But um, he got Hungry Hippos. And let me tell you, the screaming and the yelling that went on over the Hungry Hippos. Excitement or sore loserdom? It was actually sheer joy. And Aww. it's like, pow, 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 right. And you're like, I'm going to need a backup one when he smashes and the hippo lover. they lost lever. their mind to the point where they had it had to be removed. It was uh-huh. no longer fun <laughs> for anyone in the house. Have you, um, how do you teach him to be a good loser or a good don't. winner? Uh, first off, it's just you make don't. him lose like a bunch because that's what my dad oh, does. Oh, he's a horrible loser. Yeah, and I call him a- cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater <laughs> because all he does is cheat. Okay, there's he didn't not, cheat at don't be greedy. Yeah, well, he's progressed. Oh. He that's cheats at all our match games. They have to learn to lie first, right? Yeah. And then they- mm, he's really a cheater. <laughs> and to the point where we play match game with fruit and he has to have the cherries. Like, I'm not kidding. If you pick like, you know, you flip one yeah. up, you can't find it. If he doesn't get the cherries, he loses his ever-loving, like, full-blown tantrum, can't stop it. He just likes the cherries, and he has to have them. It's like he has to have the polar bear in that match game. <laughs> like, for the animal match game. Like, it's it's bad. It's bad. I don't know how you teach it. I'm, I'm not succeeding. <laughs> it's weird, because you're so flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped a few boards, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped a few boards. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. My parents just made us lose a lot until we got over it. We just they just never let us win. Or not in my memory, maybe when we were max right. age. They must have. I don't let them win. I think they yeah. I'm sure there was plenty of finger on the scale that we don't yeah. you, you can't tell when you're that age where somehow mom and dad are incredibly slow to notice that that card could have helped them as well. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't have a memory of them being like, "Well, okay, you can, you know, 
fine, go again, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They must have done something. I remember playing a lot of Uno. <gasps> yeah. I just all of a sudden had a flash of Uno. Like we used that, to play mm-hmm. war with cards. Cards, right. That was our big. Yeah, that was yeah. our big like go siblings. Fish. Mm-hmm. Siblings. We didn't really play go fish. We played oh, war we played a lot always. Of always. And slapjack, oh, which slap can jack. get out of hand pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that game always end in tears? Basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that's how you yeah, know it's time. That's how, it's, that's how you know it. it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that's how we know this is over. And because uh, <laughs> uh, we could do this all day. We could clearly. And uh, we will take a break. When we come back, we will talk to Ellie Winters about gaming and her brand new series. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, we are back. We've been talking about games, and so now I'm really excited to introduce our guest for today, Elia Winters. She is the perfect guest for us because not only is she an erotic romance writer who's going to tell us about her new books, but her new series, Slices of Pie, is in fact set at a gaming company. So Elia, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And it's such a treat because we actually have Elia in the studio today. Normally we're on the phone, so if she sounds extra clear and beautifully bell-like in her tone, it's because she's sitting right across from me. It's very exciting. I'm right here. So, as I said, you've written this new series for Pocket Star, our digital imprint, the Slices of Pie series, and it began with Even Odds, which came out in July, and this month's Tide Score is, um, I believe, about to come out next week at the time of this taping? August 15th. August 15th. So, I think by the time this goes up, it will either be just on sale or about to go on sale, so readers can look for that. And it concludes with Single Player coming out in September. Yes. So, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about the basic, the series and the story there? Sure. Well, I'm a giant nerd, and I'm a big fan of gaming conventions and all things game, whether it's computer, console, tabletop, role-playing, all of those things. So I knew that I wanted to write some stories that explore the sex lives of geeks especially, because the overlap, my brand is geeky, kinky Mm -hmm. romance, and the overlap between geeky and kinky is really significant. That Venn diagram is not quite a circle, but it's got a really heavy overlap <laughs> because geeks are fascinated with how things work. Mm-hmm. And we want to take things apart and experiment and learn all of the various facets of something. And that does not exclude sex and sexu- sexuality. Sex and sexuality. So I knew I wanted to set something at a gaming company mm-hmm. and look at the various people who would be working at this company, the different types of geeks that would be involved, and what sort of social situations they would end up in. Mm-hmm. So the first book, Even Odds, introduces us to the characters who will f- go through the rest of the series. And specifically, um, Isabel's in charge of game design at... Pie Games, which is where the series gets its title. Sadly, it's not related to actual pie pie. No, it's not, although I am also a fan of actual pie. You're pie positive as well I'm as game positive. I'm pie positive, positive <laughs> game positive, all of those things. Um, and so as a woman working in an industry that's heavily male-dominated, she faces a unique set of challenges that I wanted to address within the story, but not necessarily make the focus of the story. Mm-hmm. 
So we also meet Caleb, who becomes the creative manager for their company. And in later books, we also meet Iris, the HR generalist, (laughs) Iris, the HR manager. And we meet um, Matthew, who is leading in single player, Mm -hmm. who is one of the programmers. Mm -hmm. And now did you, you said you liked all kinds of games. Did you, have you had experience in a gaming company or did you have to research that or it's just sort of you've absorbed it from years of playing all sorts of games that way? I did a lot of research. I don't have personal experience in a gaming company. I have friends who work within various computer-based industries, Mm -hmm. design industry, graphic design, web design. So there are similar hierarchies, but I did a lot of research into what a small-sized gaming company would be like and how they would be structured and what the different roles and responsibilities would be within that. Mm -hmm. I do have a friend who works for a major gaming company and so he was able to answer some of my questions but they're on a much much larger scale than pie games in my books. And probably some of those questions I'm guessing real world people maybe can't answer in the way that your situations unfold in some of your books. Exactly. At some point, <laughs> you have to do your best. <laughs> do, um, now, if a reader is uh, an Elliot fan or an erotic romance fan, but not a gaming fan per se, uh, are they still going to f- be grounded in your books and be able to follow along? It's not definitely the gaming provides a background. Mm-hmm. I think that we're all geeky about something. We all have areas of life where we're passionate where we nerd out and could talk forever about this one item. So it doesn't have to be games Mm -hmm. in order to relate to the way these characters are passionate about what they do and what they love. Yeah, and passion is really the the soul of romance, right? Absolutely. It's it's a natural fit. You talked about this a little bit already, but um, I have to say I was sort of thinking, hmm, what was it about gaming that said erotic romance? And you've talked a bit about how your whole geek meets kink brand essentially uh, has a lot of natural overlap. Um, can you talk a little more specifically, like I sort of get how nerds want to take stuff apart. Um, do people who like kink also, are they drawn to games in gaming that way you think? I think so. I think that um, kink has a lot of game elements to it. Um, frequently playing um frequently engaging in kinky behavior could be um, is called playing and I think that that's a deliberate term because it's fun so the elements of kink that really tie into gaming to me are the sense of curiosity the uncertainty the combination of collaboration and competition that I think is common mm-hmm. to a lot of different sexual activities. <laughs> there's a sort of sense, there's a sense of being on the same team, but also competing with each other mm-hmm. in some ways. And a spirit of wonder and fun. Mm-hmm. I think that kink especially transcends the image of dark cement basements and crying people with which it seems to be perpetuated (laughs) and kink is also just really fun and can be silly and life-affirming and evokes curiosity and creativity in the same way that geekiness and games do Mm -hmm. i think that's that's great and it's 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 kind of important sometimes even though you know i can love an angsty drama love story as much as the next girl it's important to remember that sex should be fun and uh especially you're right sometimes the 
the drama as we see it or even in you know the our listeners know how I felt about the Fifty Shades movie but um, it doesn't have to be all storm and drong right um you have described yourself specifically, as I was checking out your um, author page on SNS, Thank as you. a sex-positive writer. Yes. Um, what does that mean to you, and why is that important? It's very important to me that I show characters taking ownership of their sexuality, either at the book's outs. Is it onset or outset? I don't know. I would say Either at the beginning Either of the book. <laughs> this is why I have editors and copy editors to help me with these questions. This editor says either one would be acceptable. Either one would be but acceptable. Let's go with onset. All right. So either at the onset of the book or developing throughout the course of the book. I think that one of the healthiest things we can do for ourselves as human beings is learn to accept our sexuality and our own potential for giving and receiving pleasure. And once we divorce those feelings from guilt, shame, and ignorance, then it opens a whole wealth of information and it opens new windows into other aspects of our lives too. I believe that um, sex positivity leads to, um, goes hand in hand with body positivity and with life positivity. So I want my characters to enjoy sex and to be able to ask for it or come to a place where they can and feel good about that. This doesn't mean that sex needs to be meaningless. It also doesn't mean that it needs to be the turning point in someone's life. It can be fun and part of a journey, but it doesn't have to be the journey in and of itself. Do you, um, do the characters in Slices of Pie tend to start out that way with this uh, comfort in their sex, sexual freedom or are these stories about them learning to do that or it depends on the person or the story? It depends on the person or the story. So in Even Odds, Isabel is comfortable with many aspects of her sexuality but because she has um, hidden a lot of that in order to be seen as a professional, it takes some coaxing for her to feel like she can let go. And for her, it's an anonymous weekend fling at a gaming convention that allows her to say, all right, I can set my seriousness aside mm -hmm. and be who I feel like I am inside. Um, in my second book, Tide Score, Iris is very sex positive. However, she's never explored any power exchange dynamics. And so when she gets a sexual partner who's interested in that, she suddenly has to, well, she doesn't have to. She chooses to mm -hmm. learn all of these different things in order to expand her own repertoire and finds that she really likes it. Mm -hmm. In the final book, Single Player, um, the other main character, Silas, is not necessarily sex negative or sex positive. I would say he's sex neutral. He sees it as... Um, just like any other sort of bodily function that when he has needs, he takes care of them, but he doesn't associate any meaning with <laughs> it. And suddenly getting into a relationship, even just a sexual relationship with someone for whom he begins to develop feelings, opens a lot of other aspects to his own understanding of sex and himself. Um, to follow up on that point, because uh, we didn't... Uh, expressly say it, but as you mentioned, your third book is a male-male romance, yes. which is becoming, after 
uh, years of never seeing that necessarily in the sort of traditional big five romance publishing, uh, but with the rise of uh, people self-publishing and small presses who could um, who could bring this more to light. It's it's kind of making its way a little bit more into the mainstream, which I think was uh, really interesting and also um, nice to see in an extended series that sort of offers uh, a variety of, of sexual relationships. I mean, essentially, it's very much in keeping with sort of the brand of Slices of Pie as you are putting it out there. Do you approach writing a male-male love story at all differently from your male-female couples or love is love and it's the same anyway? Or um, There are aspects that are different. I think at the core, love is love. And people have insecurities and hopes and dreams that transcend gender. And frequently, gender can be a hindrance in the things someone sees that they want in their life. Um, they might think that these are not things that I can have because of who I am, and gender might be part of that. But in general, um, in general, the way that people connect, find love, look for someone with whom they want to spend their life goes beyond gender and sexual pairing. So I think that um, romance in the past has limited love stories just because of, for many, many different factors. And one of my favorite aspects of the growth of romance as an industry has been seeing what people might call non-traditional pairings because they're non-traditional in publishing, mm -hmm. but they're quite traditional in the sense that the people you see out on the street are in right. these sort of relationships all the time. And rumor has it that this may have been going on for thousands of years. You know, I have heard such a thing. <laughs> I've heard that, absolutely. Shocking. Shocking. We're finally finally getting to it. But yes, it is. It's the distinction between the uh, actual uh, human relationships and then commodifying a story into right. traditional publishing. And, right. And how that changes how you manage to make those steps happen. Absolutely. Um, do you have a favorite game that you play when you're not cranking out cranking out erotic romances? Yes. We're, yes. <laughs> Several. <laughs> um, is that like asking what your favorite child is, basically? <laughs> it's a little easier than that, because it depends on the category. Mm -hmm. So give us some uh, recommendations. All right. Well, I'll let you know that I am part of a Dungeons & Dragons group at my house. My mm -hmm. husband is the dungeon master, and if I took that sentence out of context... <laughs> It would also be applicable to my brand. It's still applicable here. But we play Dungeons & Dragons at our house, and I love tabletop games, Settlers of Catan, Ticket mm -hmm. to Ride. I love Pandemic, which is a cooperative game. However, my husband hates Pandemic because it's a cooperative game. <laughs> he wants to play as the virus that wipes out humanity. There is an expansion pack where you can do that. Um, on console, I'm playing a lot of Battleborn lately. I'm really terrible at console games, mm -hmm. and that's, again, a cooperative game. My marriage has been tested in several ways this summer. <laughs> um, but probably above all else, I'm playing Don't Starve, which is a hardcore survival game Whoa. on the computer. It's <laughs> a sort of gothic-style art reminiscent of... Um, Edward Gorey. Oh, cool. And 
you it has no instructions. You can find instructions online, but play it without them. Mm-hmm. It's by Clay Games, K L E I, mm-hmm. and you uh, it, it's no instructions. You're dropped in the middle of this world, and you and you try to survive. You don't. You will die over <laughs> and over again in increasingly difficult and unique ways. And then your game starts over. Oh. You don't save your game. So it's just however long you can survive. Oh, wow. So you know something will kill tired. you eventually. It's just a matter of what is it right. going is to it be. exposure in 22 hours? Or exactly. Or are you wolf. going to be, yeah, are you going to be trampled by beasts? <laughs> something about the inability to win this game appeals to my nihilistic sensibilities (laughs) and I enjoy the challenge of it in ways that I think many people would find very frustrating. That's great. Although, to be honest, in a way it sounds like um, back in in the ancient times when uh, we did not have the internet when I was a child but you used to play Oregon Trail. Oh, I love Oregon Trail. You've died of dysentery. Yes, exactly. I feel like that game was actually to prepare us for some sort of apocalyptic tragedy because Mm -hmm. everyone named the members of their wagon train after their friends (laughs) and then watched as they were slowly killed by the roadside. (laughs) We're sorry, John got a snake bite, Mary has drowned, you caulked the wagon and floated across, but there it goes. Someone robbed you, everything's on fire. Mm -hmm. And we played this for fun. Yes. You also learned that if you were a farmer, you were going to have a hard time surviving and that the bankers had an advantage. It's about the the unfairness wow. of life. I think we might need a, a blog post from Elia for the site <laughs> on everything I needed to know to survive. I learned from Oregon Trail. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, uh, um, I love what you're talking about, too, with your... Uh, um, discovering that one's the way gaming styles might um, challenge your your real world relationships oh, yes. in various ways. I'm like a casual gamer myself, and I have like a Wii, um, and I love that. But I don't play. I don't really like to play against others, you know. And the same thing with I have often been curious about some of these like. Um, massive multiplayer games mm-hmm. but I'm too shy to go in and be like I don't want to show up and be like hey guys and then whomp someone has killed you oh you should you should look into Scary. them I was playing some Final Fantasy 14 I'd never played any MMOs before mm-hmm. but many of them the communities are incredibly welcoming and you can learn new things but it's very scary and I'm I have the advantage and this is actually an advantage. I have the advantage of being really bad at most games. <laughs> also sports, physical mm. activities. And knowing that I'm really bad at most games gives me a sort of freedom to be bad at them. Mm-hmm. My husband is an excellent game player. And he has a natural ability and affinity to sit and play anything really well. Mm-hmm. He also loves me. And so when we sit and play a game together, I will be bad and be okay with that. He will be good and want me to also be good. Right. He's upset for you that you are not rising to the level. And he doesn't understand how I can play a game where I will die 30 times in a row and still be interested in playing it again. (laughs) That's just me. I think that might be a... um, I feel like our our lovely podcast co-hosts. I think if we would, it would probably reveal a lot about our relationships as well. If the three of us had played a, if we get together and play something, because uh, I bet um, my guess, Lauren, although she was actually, we discovered in the early round that she was the D and D player among us. Oh, and I was like, who knew? But yeah, because Kate wasn't, and I was. um, I had like. 
a friend who played a little, so I've been to like a game, but mm-hmm. was not, um, you know, not in a regular sort of circle of it. But and we were like, Lauren, of all people, it's not the one I would guess, but she's a big fantasy fan, too, so she liked that. They go together. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bits of trivia, many people know this, but I don't know who does know that Vin Diesel is a avid D&D player. Is he really? And when he was filming Chronicles, Chronicles of Riddick, he taught Dame Judi Dench <gasps> how to play Dungeons & Dragons, and now she DMs <gasps> for her grandchildren. Oh, my God, that's And they so play Dungeons & Dragons. And if I could someday play in a Dungeons and Dragons game with Vin Diesel and Dame Judi Dench, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be at the pinnacle of my life achievement. Like, I could get hit by a bus after that and feel like I've won. You might just poof into some sort of of energy converted from matter because it would be like, you achieved nirvana. Yeah, I would... um, You've leveled up right uh, out of Yes, transcend to a higher state of being. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Well, we're almost wrapping up, but... Uh, do you have something on the horizon for you next? Do you know what your next project is going to be? Or uh, is there another um, funky culture that you're like, maybe I'll explore this one next because there's another Venn diagram waiting to be examined? Um, I have a lot of things in mind. I'm always looking for my next book or my next trilogy. I'm interested in the some of the other characters from Pi Games. Cool. I don't know if they'll get standalones or just short pieces. But or I really, side quests. Or side quests. Nerd yes. Power. Oh, I love that. It makes me so happy. Kate and Lauren are like, oh, girl. <laughs> I know. I'm the nerd. So. Yeah. See, a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, definitely within the, the geeky, kinky brand. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not game players, my characters are always really into something. Mm-hmm. I also tend to write a lot of academics, so I'm interested more in college nerd life mm-hmm. professors professors are just like my cat oh i love really i love for me a cute guy in jeans and a tweed jacket with the elbow patches mm-hmm. is, a little bit yeah. of scruff some warby parker glasses oh yeah. yeah yeah i've been spending a couple of days in new york just staring at beautiful people in the financial district and downtown just a city of beautiful people in beautiful clothing it's, it's pretty wonderful. It's good people watching here. It's oh true. Oh, my goodness. It's yes. true. Well, um, I think we all have a lot of great reading ahead of us with that. Um, and we're going to wrap up with our true confessions. Okay. Although, frankly, that sounds far more daring than it's going to be compared to Elliot's usual books. Oh, so well, I you think know, you'll you find could, it's pretty easy. Yeah, you feel free to throw some random ones in there. Give me a curveball <laughs> or two. Um, so these are just quick off the top of your head. We ask them of all of our guests, and then sometimes we compile them all in uh, special episodes. And uh, I'm not sure what tea leaves we think we're reading, but we think it's fun anyway. Cool. So your first choice, sweet or salty? Salty. Mountain or beach? Mountain. Heels or flats? Flats. Paper or ebook? Ebook. Mm-hmm. Um. What's your favorite road trip food? That shouldn't be as hard as it is. <laughs> Honey roasted peanuts. Mm-hmm. A good choice. You get a little sweet and salty. Yes. Yeah, so, you, so you like to jump the fence every now and I again. I do. I do like to jump the fence. <laughs> There's definitely some jokes I could make in there <laughs> that are also accurate. Readers, you can write those yourself. Uh, can you name one turn on and one turn off of yours? And that can be explicit or it need not. It can be more metaphorical. All right. Whichever you prefer. <laughs> One turn on um, sexy people in glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely. 
Um, a turn off willful ignorance. Oh, that's a good answer. Yes. Yeah. Nothing will reverse Aragorn me like that. <laughs> I'm going to explain that real Please quick. Please do. Let it go in there. So if you are, if you've seen Lord of the Rings movies, there is a scene where Aragorn, everyone thinks he's dead. And then he shows up and he throws open the doors of the Great Hall, yes. which is an applicable metaphor to what Aragorn could do to my Great Hall anytime he would like. <laughs> so colloquially, we've begun to refer to the reverse Aragorn, which is something that turns you off so quickly that those doors just slam uh, shut. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> willful ignorance is a reverse Aragorn. Excellent. Feel free to continue using that. I would love for it to pass into popular speech. Excellent. Hashtag reverse Aragorn, everybody. You heard it here first. <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, also, oh, what was I just going to ask? Oh, um, corollary to your turn on of um, uh, cute, cute peeps in glasses. Do you have an ideal glasses style that is maximum cuteness? It depends on girls. I love a good cat's eye glass. Mm -hmm. I also wear a good cat's you eye do. glass. You do. wear a fine cat's yes. eye. Yes. Are you a crystal, crystal wearing cat's eye, uh, or plain? I see many with like the Swarovskis and. It depends. I could go either way. Every woman has to decide for herself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it varies based on one's face. And glasses-wearing gentlemen? And glasses-wearing gentlemen. I like a good square frame mm -hmm. or a horn rim glass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am partial to a wire rim myself. Oh, yes. I, I wouldn't turn down a good wire rim either. <laughs> I'm fairly pan glasses. I like them all. That's good. You're very glasses positive as glasses well. Glasses positive. Accepting. And yes. the those people, like my husband, who have perfect or better than perfect vision, they're still sunglasses. Yes, that's true. I'm no, I'm newly obsessed because while I was not a glasses wearer, I have now aged into glasses, um, and I am still kind of learning how to wear them, like, yes. and when to put them on, and I don't remember, and then I realize my arm is not long enough to hold the paper far enough away anymore, and uh, so now there, my new obsession is, hmm, how... How do we live with glasses? Let's do this. But. Yes. And as someone like me with as strong of a professor slash librarian kink as I do, a good glasses tip down to the nose with oh, a stern yes. look over the top mm -hmm. will get you anywhere. No, mm -hmm. oh, that's very true. That is very true. All right. We better move on before this gets to be even more than five Oof. balls of fire. Um, what word would you ban from the English language? Moist. <laughs> Always a good choice. A classic among our listeners. Yes. Yeah, it's gives us the willies. Yes. <laughs> um, if you could pay someone else to do one thing for you for the rest of your life, what would that task be? Cleaning the cat litter box. Oh, that is a good task. I've tried every possible automatic litter box there is. Nothing. Nothing. The cat. The cat refuses. Oh. Yeah. Um, She's the princess of the house. <laughs> yeah. So we know who's really the, the dominant in this family, and it's the cat. Exactly, it's the cat. It's always the cat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, that's a good, a good, good choice. And finally, what is your favorite romantic movie? My favorite romantic movie is probably The Thomas Crown Affair, which is not explicitly a romantic movie. It's a heist movie. Mm -hmm. But add some adrenaline, fear, rich, mature, beautiful, intelligent people cavorting and doing what they do best. 
That's delightful. That's pretty damn sexy. Now, are you original Thomas Crown Affair? No, I'm new Pierce Brosnan, Renee Russo, Thomas Crown Affair. That is sexy AF, my friend. Yes, that came out at a very formative point in my sexuality and my sexual development. And after having really only seen young 20-somethings doing what Mm -hmm. young 20-somethings do in great angst-filled fashion, the confidence, self-assuredness, and power of the Thomas Crown Affair. Mm-hmm. That scene where she shows up in the red dress mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the dance. Yep. That is a moment. Yeah. 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 Renee don't play. No, Renee don't play. <laughs> that is that is an excellent recommendation and a great way to wrap up our interview with Elia Winters. Elia, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I've had a great time. It has been great. And I'm going to remind people, Slices of Pie series, it's already out. You can start once again with Even Odds, which is already on sale. Tide Score is either just on sale or about to be in a matter of mere moments. So you'll be able to rush right into it. And you don't have to wait long for the third, which is single player. Uh, Thanks very much. And um, we will be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is XOXO After Darkcast. Because the best conversations happen after dark. All right, we're back. Elliot is so much fun. I love the sort of... Um, just calling it like uh, geek, you know, it's yeah. sort of geek kink. I'm like, well, I, obviously it's speaking to my people. Yes, of course. Well, I'm she's like, so funny. Nerd, romance nerds unite. Yeah. She is, she's hilarious. Well, I don't know anything about games, so I was thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. It's a whole world that I'm like, oh, I don't quite understand that one, but it's cool. So to keep in themes, with, keep, ugh, in keeping with our theme of games, we will wrap up with a game as we always do. And we thought it was time to go back to an oldie but a goodie, Shag, Mary Kill. Olympic edition. Olympic edition, exactly, because um, it's where we started. It's on our minds. And hopefully there'll be a few fine gentlemen you won't mind shagging. Mm. Um, shall I go ahead and yes, start? Yes, you go ahead. And uh, uh, I actually was, because we can't always call everybody to mind right away, I actually brought pictures because I figured that would make it easier. I brought pictures too. Yes. I did not. That's okay. So... Um, the first one oh. is uh, Olympics Through the Ages, as okay. it will, Swimming and Diving Edition. Okay, I have so one you, as well. Your choices, and hopefully we, we might overlap. We'll see how yeah. we do. Uh, Michael Phelps. Yes. Greg Luganis. Yes. Who I know doesn't want to date any of us, but whatever. And Mark Spitz. That's so I need to funny. see who Mark Spitz. Did we I don't know. the same? <laughs> I did, because I'm not going to do it now. Michael Phelps, Ryan Lochte. And then I'm like, throwback, Greg Luganis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to see, yeah, I have to see what... Um, right, so we're passing around. That's okay, um, Phelps, Luganis, and Spitz in order. Phelps, from... Luganis, and Spitz. Yes. Okay, uh, kill Spitz. No, <laughs> kill Phelps. Always kill Phelps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's got a great body, Mary, though. the middle guy. Greg Luganis. Greg Luganis. And Shag Mustache. <laughs> What's yeah. his name? Mark Spitz. Spitz. Mark Spitz. Before Phelps, he was the winningest the swimmer. In, ah. He won like seven medals in a games or something. And He's wearing all of them. He, yes, yeah, he, that he was is. his Wheaties box sh- See, shoot. See, I'm going to have to go in a different direction mm-hmm. because I'm just going to put a bag over Phelps' head and <laughs> shag him because that body is ridiculous. You're shagging his, his abs, not his face. I am. <laughs> I'm going to marry mustache guy because 
He's on the thin side, but he looks like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I, well, mm, I just, I I wouldn't kill any of them. They're all so sweet. You have to kill someone. That's the game. Yep. Mm. All right, I'm killing. I'm <laughs> killing. Kate doesn't Luganus. let anybody win. <laughs> exactly. I'm killing Luganus. Oh, poor Luganus. Okay, so poor mine girl. has some overlap. Oh well, let me pick first. You want what? Oh, you. Oh, I forgot. Right. You forgot. I forgot. You forgot to pick. Um, but I am actually pretty close to you, I think, because I will also kill Phelps. Um, <laughs> oh God. Sorry, too much dumb. <laughs> um, I think I will marry Greg Luganus because he just seems kind. Well, he and, is. Um, uh, although I don't normally go for a porn stash, it was the '70s, and this just, as you said, Mark Spitz just looks like he would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like I think he knows what's up. He knows he what's does up. Does know what's up. It has up. that key party kind of vibe to it, where I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a boogie night all over. Yeah, right it's there. gonna be a one night and done. That's all you I need. I watched Best Little Whorehouse in Texas last night. Oh, it's mm. good. And it's and very now you understand good. Burt Reynolds. And now I understand Burt Reynolds. Oh yes. yeah. I'm like, oh, oh you got to see Deliverance. It. Oh, I've seen Deliverance. That didn't do much for me. Uh, him in the leather diving wetsuit is heaven. Didn't do it for me. Oh, he's so hot. Okay. All right. Uh, ah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my three are Ryan Lochte, who yes. you had in yours, Michael Phelps, All right. and David Budia. Budia? Oh, yes. He almost who made my... He's the, the cute little diver. Uh, yeah, diver. He's very cute. Yeah. Oh, he's gorgeous. He was like the first American diver in 20-something, since Luganus, to get us back on the podium or something. Oh, sure. He's so gorgeous. I just think he's cute. <laughs> All right. So let's just do this quickly. I'm still going to... I'm going to marry David because that's tasty. Yeah. Oh, that's looking good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phelps, I'm still shagging him because that body is redonkulous. What are you doing? Do this. But you have to look, look at their that. faces. Do that. I don't think that that's do that. possible. But Lochte doesn't have a matching... Lochte's an idiot. Speaking of stupid. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I shag Lochte. Every day. <laughs> Not me. Um, yeah, that's the decision. He's an Phelps. Lochte and Phelps are both idiots, but Lochte's face is better. Right. So, so he shag gets shagged. Lochte. But um, Phelps has Phelps got a better body. Eh. Uh, debatable. Mm. At that point, you're really splitting like hairs, <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> and yes, and, and Budia, absolutely every day with that cutie patootie. Every He's day, so cute in the face. Yes. Um, it's so cute. Well I done, know. Kate. Yeah. He also doesn't want to go out with us. All right, no. I'm doing. No, speaking of the, um, none of them actually want to go right. out with us. No. I know, right? Well, we can dream. We can dream. Um, we're having quite the life aquatic today. Exactly. Though. I'm not going aquatic. I'm oh. going gymnastics. Oh, all the very time. Time. Yeah. All right. Everyone's pulling up their own person. Okay. I've already pulled up the reason and my first official crush that I can't tell you how much I love this man. Um, when I was in uh, the 80s, his name is Mitch Gaylord. I'm pulling it. Oh, yeah. He is the star of a little <laughs> gymnastics movie called American Anthem. He is so beautiful. This is exactly who I picture Lauren being in love with. All of course. The 80s. <laughs> exactly, all through the 80s. This is the hottest guy ever. Mitch Gaylord. He was in The Outsiders. Like, no, that's he was what he not. looks like. But he, he could have been. He could, he have, could been have been. If the outsiders. the outsiders went, he would be understudy the outsiders, basically. Yeah, he could. But he can do flips and won a gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> so he did, um, he was on the 1984 team, Olympic team with Bart Connors, who was number two. 
That's the blonde. I'll right? pull up, pull up, uh, Bart, Bart Connors. Connors. And sorry, Abby, but you're gonna look up Mary Lou. <laughs> I, we all know what Mary Lou Retton looks like. <laughs> yeah, we do. Wait, we're putting girls in the mix. I yeah, know. Okay. Okay. You got so right. gender bending. I right. ran. I, I went gender bending Ooh, and I ran Bart out. Bart Connors. Yeah. I need to find an older a picture from Bart's when he was not hot. bad. Bart's not bad. Bart's cute. He's a cute little blonde. I know, but I think he was really hampered by a terrible haircut. He's I, no Mitch Gaylord. <laughs> let's put it that yeah. way. Here, here he is in formation. Yes. Oh, nothing like an Iron Cross, though, right? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Their bodies That's are not ridiculous. not a great shot of him, but... Um, it's the only one from back in the day. Yeah. The rest oh, Bart Connors. See how cute he is? He's cute, Kate. You two would yeah. make cute babies. You would okay. have once. If we <laughs> time more. A long time ago. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Anywho. Well, I... You know, I feel terrible killing America's sweetheart. Wait, but, what's oh, the third would, choice? It was Mary, oh, Mary Lou Retton. I hated her, so that's why really? I put her down. Aww. I couldn't she stand was, her. She was spunky. She was spunky. She's a little fire plug. Everybody loved her. I have to be heteronormative and kill Mary Lou as I well. Know. I We're know. sorry, Mary Lou. It is sorry. just it's our own She was just too annoy- annoying for me. That's yeah. why I did it. And also not great hair. No. And um, I would... Uh, sh- I do like her in commentaries nowadays. Mary Bart. Shag. Mitch. Mitch. I, Mitch looks like he knows what's up. Oh, Mitch does know what's I up. I feel like I might flip that and shag Bart and then marry Mitch because I feel like long term, I'm not invested in a long term Bart situation because the, the <laughs> hair is too upsetting to me. I feel like you go with the more upsetting hair. Well, I'm going to go with my crush from the 80s and oh, marry Mitch. Of course. And Fair shag enough. Bart because he's gorgeous too. Right. And Mary Lou. Sorry, Mary Lou. Sorry, Mary Lou. We love you. We tried. We tried. Yeah. <laughs> and on that... I was like, what oh. else do we can? What else do we need no, to say? No, I have a tough one. All right, you've got we the time This will be our closer. Um, it's tennis. Okay, already okay. tough because mm. no one knows what tennis right like. now is pretty janky. Okay, frankly, and these are all contemporary, and nobody knows what they look like. So I printed them all out. So in order, your choices here are um, Djokovic. Is this the top line? Which one's Djokovic? The top line. Just hold it up and point. Okay, Who's first Djokovic. guy. Okay, he's possible. Um, Nadal, Ugh. middle guy, not cute, and Andy Murray. Ugh, all not cute. I know. I wanted just tennis is harder. Tennis is harder. Tennis oh. is harder. I wanted to. Okay. I wanted to make you suffer. You kill looked at all those ads. Yeah, that's kill that one. Oh, Andy Murray. We're Andy t- Murray is being shot down. We're totally in agreement. Shag this guy. Yes, totally in agreement. Really, uh, both shagging Djokovic. Yes. And oh no, I'm marrying jo- Djokovic. Okay. Okay, I'm shagging this guy. And all right, that and guy. then marrying. Well, Nadal is like. He's the I, champion. Wait a minute, what's wrong with me? I should marry Nadal too. <laughs> He's Nadal. I know who Rafael Nadal is. <laughs> yes. Um, they all have nice hair. Not really. No, not poor Andy. No. Not poor <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Andy. Yeah. I'm going to marry Nadal okay. because everyone in the European Union wants to marry Nadal. <laughs> I enough. know, but I was like, he might be the shaggable one. Well, God like, knows I mean, he knows how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got bad knees. <laughs> Diana says he has bad knees, so she knows from experience. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we've tapped out. I know. I think we have at that. Sorry, Andy Murray, and best of luck to you in the Olympics. <laughs> um, we hope everybody enjoys their uh, Olympiad and whatever games they choose to play. And. Um, until then, check out xoxoafterdark.com for all the fun you can shake a stick at. <laughs> <laughs> With that reminder, the best conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.